I saw something on CNN yesterday with Jake Tapper where he's interviewing the relative of uh, a grandmother, his grandmother, who was murdered, and Hamas posted the video of her being murdered onto her Facebook page so her family would watch it. I mean, when you hear that, it's sort of unconscionable. It's, it's kind of beyond depravity. This is inhumanity. Faith and Failures Podcast. So I don't know if you've ever heard of Ben Shapiro. He himself is a Jew and he has, he has this interview out right now with Sky News Australia. I highly recommend following them. Uh, they are pretty on point on a lot of what they say. They don't have a hidden agenda. They just, they are point blunt. I, I like blunt and they are very blunt. Um, so we're going to watch this interview and it, he's addressing Hamas. He's he gives his take on what it is. And if you know anything about Ben Shapiro, he doesn't pull punches. He's very blunt. He is most of the time a seeker of truth from what I have gathered. Now, you may have your opinions about him. I personally, I'm a Christian, so his religious belief does not align with mine. He thinks that Jesus was not what the Bible says. He's only an Old Testament, an actual Jew. So <clears throat> that being said, take everything that we watch on here, grain of salt, Make sure you look up and research on your own. But you need to understand what's going on over there so you can have some context of, I mean, you're going to see on news outlets, one or the other. It's always the way that it is. One over here, the contrast, the one over here. It's just, they're always pushing something. Everybody is pushing something, okay? No matter what you, no matter if it's Fox News or whoever you look at, everybody's pushing something. So just keep that in mind. You've spoken a lot about Hamas before. By the way, this is Pierce Morgan. I really like him. He's a, he's a uh, he stands for for truth, even if it hurts some people's feelings. Called them evil. Uh, you did a second video called "Make God Avenge Their Blood," in which you said that Hamas, in some ways, they are worse than Nazis, which some viewed as a very provocative statement. Why did you say that about them? That's a bold statement. The, the Nazis. I mean, uh, here's a phrase I'll, I'll never use again. At least the Nazis. So uh, at, at least the Nazis. Uh, attempted to hide their crimes. And so, so the Nazis obviously mechanized death. They had Einsatzgruppen units that, that drove up to, to Jewish villages and would mow people down. Um, and then they would bury them and then they would try to hide the crimes. And it took you know, the Nuremberg team years to, to undig all of that material. In this particular case, you have Hamas terrorists who are murdering Jews in their beds and then live streaming it and, and celebrating it and bragging about it and, and talking about how incredible it is and blasting that sort of stuff out. I mean, the videos that I've been showing on my show, a lot of them are coming directly from Hamas. I mean, it's Hamas that, that is taking contemporaneous video of this sort of stuff. And that, that's a whole new level of evil I mean, that, that, to, to celebrate this sort of stuff, to treat it as a triumph. I mean, I think the thing that that, that people really have to realize here is this is not a military operation. Mm. This was not a military operation. I mean, people have compared this to, for example, the 1973 Yom Kippur War. That was an awful moment in Israel's history when it was taken by surprise by the combined Arab armies around it. But that was a military operation with a military objective, which was to seize territory. This is not a military operation with a military objective. This was, this was an operation directed specifically at civilians. And, and when we see death in Gaza, which we're going to see, and the images are going to be horrifying and terrible, it is important to understand that the reason that that is happening is not just because Hamas crossed the border and murdered a bunch of civilians in their beds, but also because Hamas literally hides its weaponry behind civilians. Israel yeah. is currently right now sending out messages to Gazan civilians telling them to get out of particular areas. And Hamas is sending out full scale messages telling people to ignore those messages and to stay where they are. Now, Hamas is is they, they, there's a reason why they're headquarters. They're even 
trying to sacrifice their own people. That's that is so evil. Quarters were for years located underneath a hospital. I mean, it's the the, the what they what they they understand that the West again has a peculiar narcissism where we think we would never put our military our military hardware below a hospital. That'd be insane. Um, and so, if Israel blows up a hospital, it must be that Israel's doing that because they're targeting civilians. Hamas knows that. That's that's why they're doing it. That's why they're doing it. They literally hide their rocket launchers behind apartment buildings in the hope that Israel will strike back and have to kill civilians Man. in the process. Israel cares significantly more about civilian casualties in Gaza than Hamas ever has. One of the, I mean, there have been so many horrendous uh, images and videos. The poor girl from the music festival taken away on the motorbike was just uh, bone chilling to watch. I saw something on CNN yesterday with Jake Tapper where he's interviewing the relative of uh, a grandmother, his grandmother, who was murdered. And Hamas posted the video of her being murdered onto her Facebook page so her family would watch it. I mean, when you hear that, it's sort of unconscionable. It's, it's kind of beyond depravity. This is inhumanity. I mean, Piers, you're in the business of words and I'm in the business of words. And I've found myself repeatedly over the last few days unable to, to find words to describe the kind of thing that we're seeing. And again, we, we stretch, I think, in the West and I stretch as an American. We, I think we all stretch to try and find, you know, w- what would drive somebody to do something like this. And the answer sometimes is that they are just they're. I don't know how to say this otherwise. They are not like you. Hamas is not like you. They don't think like you. They don't have the same priorities as you. They don't have the same values as you. And that means that any attempt to buy them off is is bound to fail. And, and this is inextricably intertwined with the history. I mean, the fact is Israel turned over the Gaza Strip in 2005. There were no Jews living in the Gaza Strip since 2005. The areas that were attacked in this particular terrorist attack are not areas that are in the so-called settlements, the Shtachim in Judea, Samaria, what's called the West Bank. That, that, that's not the area that was attacked. The area that was attacked has been sovereign Israeli territory since 1947-48. And, and that territory was attacked from across a border that is entirely controlled by Hamas, which has utilized pretty much every dollar that has, that has flooded into that region over the course of 20 years from America, from Europe, taxpayer dollars that have been used to build up these terror capabilities. And every time there are cement shipments into, into the, the area ruled by Hamas, Hamas has used it to build terror tunnels, pipes that have been sent into the area ruled by Hamas that were meant to build sewage systems have been repurposed and used for for rocket tubes. I mean, this is this is in, it, it's it's utterly insane. And to to try and come up with some sort of territorial solution, this is really just a territorial dispute. Mm. It is not a territorial territorial dispute. It is it is a genocidal group that makes clear its own intentions. I don't know how many times people have to tell you who they are before we believe them. The reason that I've been saying that Hamas is genocidal for literally my entire career is because they say in their own founding documents that right. they are genocidal. It's, it's, it's not as though they're attempting to avoid culpability or responsibility for this. They're, they're literally announcing to everyone what they're doing and why they're doing it. And people are still trying to take their side. Now, you have to understand this, too, that Hamas, even though it is represented by Palestinians, does not make every Palestine dweller, a part of the Hamas. You got to understand this. You can, you can live somewhere and be somewhere and the rulers over you not hold your standards or hold your beliefs. Like you have to understand that. You have to look past that to be able to see the people, like understanding. They, they built their military bases under hospitals. That was not an accident. They knew exactly what they were doing under hospitals. So if they ever were to get retaliated on, it would quite literally wipe out people 
that are in need, their own people that are in need of help, in need of aid. And they, if they're underneath it, that means they are having a layer of protection over themselves of people that are sick and the people, the very people that would bandage and take care of those that would get hurt. You've got to be a sick individual, a sick minded, evil person to do this and not have any reservation of whether it's right or wrong. Like that is just to be willing to sacrifice your own people. They are saying it out loud. They're begging you to take them seriously. Well, they're, also, and they're, then, they're also terrorists. I mean, let's just be crystal clear. This is an act of terrorism that we saw at the weekend, the worst since 9-11, one of the worst terror attacks in modern history. And yet you have mainstream media, the BBC in Britain, refusing to describe Hamas as terrorists. They call them militants. Even John Simpson, one of their senior foreign correspondents and editors, said it's not a journalist's role to call groups like Hamas terrorists. He says calling someone a terrorist means you're taking sides and ceasing to treat the situation with due impartiality. The BBC's job is to place the facts before its audience and let them decide what they think honestly and without ranting. That's why in Britain and throughout the world, nearly half a billion watch, listen to and read us. There's always someone who'd like us to rant. Sorry, it's not what we do, but I don't think it's about ranting to describe acts of terror as being committed by terrorists. And the New York Times apparently today actually changed uh, the wording of a story they, they put online and changed the word Hamas terrorist to Hamas gunman, as if they're almost terrified, you know, literally, I mean, how ironic, of using the word terrorist. But what is it about mainstream media, two huge examples of it, New York Times and the BBC, that they won't just call this what it is? I think that, that a lot of these groups are afraid of the political implications of, of just calling a terrorist a terrorist. I mean, when, when you acknowledge that the government of, of the Gaza Strip is, in fact, a terrorist government, that has some pretty large scale implications for a lot of the political agendas at play. Because, of course, the, the great sort of dream of, of the West since at least the Oslo Accords has been that territorial concessions and, and that economic concessions would, would solve this problem. And when it turns out that an entire area is governed by a, a government that is, in fact, a terrorist government, is an actual terrorist group, uh, then that has some pretty significant implications moving forward for the prospects in the region. And it also suggests that Israel has a moral duty, which it absolutely does, to protect its own citizenry by eviscerating that terrorist group from the planet. And the word terrorist has a definition. And that definition, by any stretch of the imagination, is fulfilled by, by what Hamas is. I mean, the, the BBC's explanation is so bizarre. It's almost like suggesting that if you found a, a man who had murdered his wife in an apartment and you reported on that, you didn't call it murder. You just said that some, someone was killed. A person was killed. And, and, and the person was convicted of murder. And you still said they're not a murderer. We, we, we don't make judgments over here and use language like the word murderer because that would carry some moral implication. Well, yes, it turns out. Which is ridiculous. A ridiculous way of thinking about things. You won't call wrong wrong. That murdering entire families, slaughtering entire families, burning them. I mean, some of the stuff that I've been that I've been tweeting out, which is stuff I'm getting, again, directly from first responders on the ground. I mean, just a few moments ago, I tweeted, I wish I didn't have to tweet out these photos, but I think people need to understand the consequences of failing to see evil for what it is. It was a, it was a photo of some a group of people in, in a kibbutz called Kibbutz Be'eri, which is, again, near the border where 100 bodies were found. And they were attempting to simply escape, and Hamas stopped the car and burned these people alive. I mean, I don't know how you don't call that. What other goal could you have but to obscure the morality of the situation if if you refuse to call things what what they are, I don't. It, it's it boggles the mind. It really it, it truly does. I mean, so with this right here, you have to think about this. Like, what is it that is keeping people from actually wanting to call things what they are? 
Like, what is it? Why, why, why in today's society will we not say what is actually wrong, what is actually bad, and what is good? Because we have strayed so far from what God designed us to be, how he designed us to live. And so we have ended up making our own thing, our own, our own morality. And this is what you get when you stray away from God's moral standard. You can't, you will not call evil, evil. You will not call good, good. You won't stand up for what is right. And you will accept anything that is wrong as long as it feels right. Feelings will manipulate facts every time. It will dismantle and destroy everything that you know is true in your heart and manipulate everything around you the way you see things. Faith and Failures Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It would mean a great deal to me if you download, share, and subscribe so you can be notified every time I put out a new episode. Once again, thank you and see you next time on Faith and Failures.